Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the, the Chartreuse is pretty centrally within Nanterre, and it's in a quite built-up area, but still between these built-up areas are, like, it's it's not that built-up, you know what I mean? You're still in a very rural part of France. And occasionally amongst these two-story buildings, there are little alleyways and little sections of effectively just parkland. And behind the Chartreuse, if you go down one of these alleyways and then around the back, there is a kind of small stone shed. But you can see it doesn't have windows, and it's barely a shed. It's more like a storage area. But it doesn't have any windows, and it has a wooden door. I, uh, I, I want to start developing the photos. Or at the very least, show you the... Not microfilm, is it? It's just regular, like the... Just, yeah, just, yeah, the just film. to show you the film, at least, at the very least. While I'm doing that as well, I say... I spoke with the, uh, the man, the homeless person. He did not seem very cogent, but I was able to get this out of him. He saw something that he calls the white streak. It, as he says, moves through the wheat. It moves like wind. He can see through it, and it comes from the wheat in the hills. Well, my good friend DeBolt back there was just telling me the hills are full of a copper mine that he believes are haunted, and also an old house that he believes is haunted and is where the children are. Whether that is true is up for debate. The drunk man you were speaking to. Oh, drunks are very knowledgeable people. They will tell you everything they know. Well, this would be consistent with the drawing that he made. I want to actually, the photo I took of that, I want to show that to you so you can at least know what I yeah, saw. Yeah, I'll say in the background of this, you're developing the film as best you can in this room. Before we start developing, Adam, do you try to set up a dark room? Yeah. How do you go? Well, there's no windows here, right? Yeah, and this, this place is largely windowless. It's not clean inside and the basin is probably quite rusted on the bottom and there's probably a little bit of light that comes through the well if there's door if there's any light that comes through i might try to hang like a i I don't know like a sheet or something like that over the door jackson i would like to use my macgyver specialization (gasps) hell yeah to develop a a macgyver specialization i just was like i don't know what else to call it but i want to be able to just make something out of random stuff hell yeah Icarus, you inside this storeroom, you like find some old tarp that has been stowed away somewhere and you like pull it out and then maybe like hanging on one of the walls is like shears or something and you use the shears to cut the tarp perfectly to the right shape of the door and then maybe you even find some hammers and like a hammer and some nails inside as well and you spend and probably like 10 minutes completely covering the door in this top to let no ounce of light into the room. You create the perfect dark room. There you go, big guy. Thank you. Uh, I also managed to get photos of the case files that the police have. I would go through the case files if there's anything interesting there. It was very light, so... 
Yeah, there's there's shockingly little. You learn that, yeah, this homeless person arrived about four weeks ago. You learn the police couldn't quite get a name out of him. They believed that he'd been staying at the bridge, underneath the bridge, where you found all of his sort of, like, living arrangements. You find that they've logged him, whereas the story seems to be that he was found at every single house. You find that actually the police logs show that they only saw him at two houses. One of the uh, two people that you didn't visit and at the farmhouse where the kid was. And that he was seen there well after the children had disappeared. You Looking at it, you can pretty easily gauge, Not you don't even need to roll, that they don't really have much of a case here. There's not much really worth reading in the police. The man's uh, mind was adult, perhaps by the occult. Right. Well, I could have a contact back in the States that I could speak to who could give us a bit of extra information about occult sort of things. I, he may be able to help us. I could make a phone call after this based on the time difference. He No, he doesn't sleep, so he'll be up. What else did you learn? Mm, there was not much to get out of the man. He, I, I think anything we got that could have been useful, I have gotten so far. Would this white streak have left that bit of fluff that we found on top of the antenna? It could have. I don't know. He said it was see-through, so I do not know if it truly has fur. See-through. Do you have any experience with anything like this? Do I? Well, yeah, neither of you can really connect this to any larger occult creature. This doesn't sound like a werewolf. It doesn't sound like a... Could be a ghost, maybe, only in that it's see-through, but then the behavior is totally different. It, it just doesn't really seem like anything typical or anything you've ever encountered before. You've really got no idea based on what you already know as to what it could be. That drunk man that you were speaking to, he said that it was haunted. What did he say it was haunted by? So, um, the two places, the copper mines, he just said, were haunted and abandoned and from the Bronze Age. Uh, and the other haunted area was a chateau, Lemayhu, apparently owned by some rich lord. He has these three kids. They have to do a task to win his inheritance. And uh, two of the brothers he never mentioned in the story. One of them finds a beautiful woman, and she dies, and he dies, and the chateau is apparently haunted by one of them. I'm thinking I could ask some other townspeople to indulge me in the stories back at the bar rather than him. A quick question about the dose, the information packet and some other stuff. I thought you said a little while ago that there were, like, this was not the first time this has happened, that children have gone. No, no it isn't? No, so the information packet told you every 30 years, yeah. going back as far as the longhouse could get information, and roughly every 30 years. This is It's not like a on-the-dot thing. How far back? They can take it back probably three three centuries. Three centuries? On. Yeah. We would want to discover how old that chateau is. If it's about 300 or more years old, that could be the origin. Otherwise, it could be the copper mines. We might that want to some... find out what, if anything, happens there every 30 years. Well, I could keep asking around at, the, uh, at the, the drinks, talk to a few more people. Lift a few more lids on things. I could call my, my contact back home, see if he has any knowledge of anything like that. Do you have any any other experience or ideas? Uh, I do not. I have not heard of this creature ever before. 
aside from that, I am... Uh, very few people at the Kremlin have time for fantasies or imagination. Hmm. Would you say you're a person who has an imagination, big guy? <laughs> I pause for a long second, and then I turn to you and I say, Opatrone. I have no idea what that means. No, you don't know. It means careful, cowboy. All right, big guy. All right. I pour you a shot of vodka. I pour myself a shot of vodka. I hand you a glass. Do you take it? I take it. I, like, maybe experimentally sniff it, and then I wait to see what <laughs> you do first. Oh, for God's sake. I take the glass I gave you, give you mine, like, swap them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to maybe put your mind at ease. And then I go to cheers you, and I say, go fuck yourself in German, and then shot the vodka back. <laughs> I take the shot. There was the temptation to be like, no, this is the classic thing. You've swapped the <laughs> yeah, bag. Of course this one was the poisoned one. <laughs> just to, like, never drink it because you're just never sure. Like, if he comes back to you in the dark room, it's just sitting there undrunk on a little, like, a crate I want to be, like, sitting on a little stool here, cradling up over the basin in this makeshift dark room and uh, with the empty shot in my hand, and I say, leave the bottle, you go party. <laughs> Big guy, you did a good job today. You're not so bad yourself, cowboy. <laughs> oh, I grow on people. You leave the dark room and you return to the uh, chartreuse. And as you return to the chartreuse, you can see Tybalt, like, he's like, oh, hey, when you come back in, he's excited you've returned. But there are, there are many other people at the bar now. They're, that circle that kind of grew around you has sort of dissipated as Tybalt has stopped embarrassing everyone. I... Need to make friends very quickly, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I stand on the bar. I do. A, I pretend I'm doing a little head count of everyone at the bar. <laughs> and then I start like doing math and or I carry the one and divided by. F- Everybody's just staring at you. You know what, Amori? We. Oui? I think I have just enough money to buy a round for everybody. The whole end just erupts in a chorus of cheers, to Bolt especially. But everybody is excited and happy uh, that you've brought around. You see, you've done it. Within one fell swoop, you've befriended nearly everybody in this town. And, and you, you think it was probably a combination of buying everyone around, but also the sympathy everybody felt for you before. <laughs> They're like, oh, he, he made it through to Bolt, and now he's brought us around. What a classic, what a what a great guy. Is this a case of where, say, later on in the investigation, if I run into these people again, they'd be willing to help me? Yeah, probably. Oh, wonderful. You think so. You don't think it would be a guarantee, but you think you've certainly tipped the favour toward you. You get down off the bar and, and people are people are thanking you. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, merci beaucoup. So kind of you. Uh, look, least I can do when I know that the town is is going through a bit of grief at the moment to, to just oui, ease oui. the spirits a little. How, how are you, things? Uh, we are we are making a go, but you're chatting to a kind of quite built farmhand. He looks quite young, probably like only in his like maybe 21, 22, something like that. He's kind of got some handsome boyish good looks, that kind of thing. I fire of a wink. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's taken aback, but uh, not not curious. Anyway, he, uh, he's like, I the town. We we uh, we are going through it, but um, you know we are trying to uh, make the best of it. Uh, people are bringing food and whatever you do, the families that are affected. So 
Yeah, we tried to make the best of it. I want to apologize about Tibalt earlier. He loves to spin a story or two. Oh, that's okay. Um, I, I I indulged him. I do like a story yeah, or two. That, appreciate that, that chateau, yeah. though, is that a real place? He, like, shakes his head like it's, it's like a, uh, this fucking... St- so there is a Chateau Lomé here, but it is not real. Or, or it is real, but it is not Not old. No, it's just a uh, nice old house. N- well, not even almost that. It was a, it's a replica. Huh? It was rebuilt after the Second World War. Oh. Um, or not rebuilt. I think it was built, you know, to be similar to that style of right, Chateau. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when it was, is when far w- from ancient. Yeah. No, when, when was 20 the, years old. the first one built, though? The original. I don't, not even sure if there was one there originally. To be honest with you, I think it might just be a replica of the style of Chateau. Huh? Uh-huh. I think it was built as a kind of tourist attraction, that kind of thing. But it has fallen into disrepair. Right. Maybe he says the foundations could be older, but I'm not really sure. No, that's that's fair. Well, look, stories are fun, and the other one I'm assuming the exactly. copper mines—they're also fake. No, there there are Bronze Age mines around here, but they are nothing to see. He kind of like gestures to the other guys, like this is something they all know. Uh, they are tiny holes in a bit of ill. Huh? They are cramped and not very impressive to go and see, but they are they are mines from the Bronze Age. It's true. There are many around them. Well, my my, my friend is a is a blossoming photographer. You would have seen him. He's about the size of a house. A He's very huge, friendly yeah, looking fellow. Just oh. <laughs> you know, real cheery. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, for sure. I've met thunderstorms that are kind. So, <laughs> w- is that somewhere you can go out and take photos of the, the well, copper yeah, mines? Of course, well, of course. I can point you to the hill that it is um, that they are on, if you would like. I'm um, not tonight. It's no. too dark to see them, but Much in the morning. I uh, yeah. Uh, he goes over to Amori and he's like, "Can I have some paper, uh, please, Amori, and the pencil?" She obliges and gives him a paper and pencil, and he draws you like a crude map of the town, and he marks out one of the hills. Would you like to see the, the mansion as well? I'm not sure if he yeah, would like why to not? Why not? Tell me all the points of interest you've got in this delightful little town. Hey, he does the mansion as well. I, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's basically it for you in 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 the Nanterre. Uh, There's the cemetery as well. Uh, there are some stories about that. If that's what you care about, he marks that. That's pretty close yeah, in town. Add that there is a story. What is the story? Uh, Pinu, Pinu, what is the story? Uh, Jacques uh, and another guy, maybe in a conversation with some friends, he turns around, uh, Jacques the Cad, huh? Jacques the Cad, or Jacques the, the Bastard, or something like this. Uh, oh, well, he yeah, 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 yeah. Jacques the Bastard. Jacques the Bastard. I say, very funny story. So, uh, the tale goes long ago when Nantel was a small town, uh, um, a, a man appeared on the edge of town, uh, and he had. Um, Oh, you say uh, an unneed tongue, right? It, you know, it was a uh, smooth talker. And uh, quick, pretty soon, all of the wives in the town fell in love with him, and all of the men in the town lost their money to him. And they were, oh, we hate this Jack the Bastard. This is not a friend, not a fan of him anymore. Oh, I cannot relate to this story at all. <laughs> <laughs> he has a laugh. Uh, and then, uh, well, then, how do we get rid of this man? Uh, we, we want him gone. Who should appear on the edge of town but a fox? Uh, so the story goes. And the fox says, Oh, that is not Jacques Zicard. I am Jacques Zicard. That is a fox who has stolen my face. I know, but it is a fox story. If you want to return my face to me and get rid of this man, uh, you must stab him in the heart with a sprig of ollie. Huh? So the townspeople, they find a sprig of oli somehow, and they stab Jacques Sebastian in the heart. And on doing so, the, the sprig of oli, I believe, becomes as sharp as a blade, and he dies. 
but then he does not transform into a fox or anything like that. He, he is just dead, and so they town they they bury him, and they never see the fox again. It's just the story of Jacques the Cat. You know? <laughs> is he buried the Jacques the Cat in that, the graveyard? There is a yeah a grave. It has not uh, anything written on it, but I think if you go there between midnight and one a.m. As they say, you can hear or you can see Jacques the Cad sitting there. When I was younger, I would you know, go there with some of friends of mine, and we would wait. But we never saw anything. So well, that that does. But yes, yeah, like so there's, there's that story too. There's, you know, there's stuff to see here and not there. If you do not like just wheat and eels, <laughs> so. <laughs> I keep hearing eels, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, Jack the Cat made a fatal mistake, gentlemen. I assume I've got a reasonable crowd of people around me. Yeah, 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 for sure. See, Jack the Cat made the fatal mistake. What you need to do, and I want all of you to learn this, is the very most important lesson I could ever teach you. If you're going to sleep with a man's wife, first of all, make sure you are faster than the man. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has a big laugh. You think, like, you bought these people a round of drinks, you suffered through Tybalt's drunken stories, and also you're American, and there's, like, just a bit of celebrity that comes with that for this tiny town. You're quite exotic to these people. And so people are eating up your words like they were Sunday dinner. Everybody is just listening to you intently and enjoying your company. So, so across your history of the town, you've got you've got this Jack the Cad stealing everybody's wives. You've got these mines. You've got your friend's story about the the chateau the mansion or whatever. You know, I wink. We wink. Yeah. Uh, any any other and then you've got I guess you know that I guess the the true tragedy right now is this first time in the town's history these people have gone missing. We we first times that I know of that four kids have gone missing in this fashion. Yeah. Does anyone react to me saying it's the first time? You look around, people. Do- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You react, but it doesn't look like they're reacting. It's not like they're disagreeing with what you're saying. It's more like people are like, well, it's like, oh, I think it's a bit more complicated than that. It's kind of the vibe that people are giving off. Is it one of those, oh, it's a bit more complicated than people near me? Yeah, I'd say there's like a kind of maybe a woman in her 30s there. She seems also like a farmhand. Maybe she's sitting at the at the bar. And she just, yeah, kind of like gave a little like a little head shake. Like, oh, not quite, yeah. I believe I'm being corrected. I cannot abide someone giving information that is false. Uh, I would be rude of me to continue no, to spout no, a lot. No, 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 no. She says, it, it's not that um, people have gone missing in Nantea before, but not there was the war. She says, obviously. "Of course, of course, people disappear, and um, I believe some people might have gone missing during the famine in 1903." Is 1903? Is there like a town library where we could like learn more about these kind of things? There is a town hall that might have some information. Wonderful. Yeah. But but uh, I mean, he is right in that uh, not like this with four children going missing for reasons hard to understand. Uh, Course. But people have gone missing before in town, is all I mean. Yes, well, a town of any size, people go missing. That is, 
Nazis and blizzards, she says. Uh, You sound like my mother. (laughs) Outside, in the dark room. Oh, no. Dark room adventures. (laughs) You're developing the photograph, and you hear a little rap on the door. But it is a little rap. It, It sounds slight and delicate, the knock on the door. And you hear a voice, a child's voice. Venir. Venir. Which is French for come. I get up and I want to just like stick my head out the door. You see, so, you know, there's like an alleyway to the main street. Yeah. You see down that alleyway, a child. This child is dressed in like a, almost like a, like a British schoolboy's outfit. Blazer, waistcoat, little pants, high socks, shoes. But on the child's head, there is a covering the entire head. So from the back of the head to the front and coming out the front, a, a sparrow mask almost made of, like, paper mache like a kind of, like a folksy, you know, like classic, like a, like a folk dancer or the kind of thing that you might have for, like, a festival, that yeah. kind of thing. The child is wearing a sparrow mask like that. For a brief second, you feel like you are just surrounded by wheat. And, and maybe it's, like, so brief that you're just, like... <laughs> like, it just feels like stuff was in your face and you kind of go to brush it away, but then there's nothing. And you're staring down the alleyway and there is no child there... And there is no wheat in front of your face as well. What you blew out of your face is completely gone. It's like it was never there. I want to very slowly, cautiously make my way after the child or where I saw them. You cautiously follow the child. You, like, maybe step out onto the street. It's quite quiet now. It's probably around, like, 7, 7.30, maybe even closer to 8 p.m. There's not really anyone on the street, just the street lamps illuminating the cobbled roads. And you can see, again, kind of in the distance... That child, that sparrow child, who is standing there. I mean, it's hard to see because obviously you can't see where its eyes are facing, but it looks like it's it's staring at you. Venir, venir, venir. I'm out on the street right now. Yep. I want to quickly, if I can, I want to quickly go to my car. Not, I'm trying not to take my eyes off the kid. Uh, I want to go to the car and from the boot, just via muscle memory, I want to take out the little pack or whatever that has the salt. Your occult paraphernalia? Yeah, my occult paraphernalia. Uh, I'll leave the rifle, I guess. Just the occult stuff. (laughs) You take out your occult paraphernalia and you're keeping your eyes on the kid. The kid has not disappeared. The kid's still kind of gesturing for you to follow it. I I go after the kid. Are you just going to follow it the whole way? Yeah. Okay, so the kid leads you... So, like I said, Nantera is built in circles and it leads you from that inner circle to the next circle out, to the next circle out, until you're kind of almost in the area where Toby Roden's house is. And this area is like a road, and on the right of you is like sort of houses, just like suburban houses, and on the left of you is a big field of wheat, so high up that you can't see the other side of it. And you see as the sparrow child ducks under the wheat, like under a fence, and moves into the wheat, still speaking to you, still talking to you. Venir, venir. I hop the fence, and as I do so, as I land on the other side, I want to have drawn out from behind me in my, uh, like, my thing or whatever. I draw my Mm. pistol and cock it. You step out of the wheat and onto a beautifully manicured lawn. You can see a inviting, cosy-looking mansion standing before you. It is proud, and it is beautiful. 
You have never wanted to go into anything more in your life. You can hear the faint sounds of a party emanating from within, and you can see many more sparrow children are playing out the front of this mansion, of this chateau. There is, like, smoke coming out of a chimney, and you feel almost drunk, almost drugged. You've never wanted to go inside anywhere more in your life. I, I I slowly stagger towards the building. I'm not really thinking. I guess I'm feeling drugged. That kind of nether-nether logic where you're not really... You're kind of cogent, but you're not really understanding how impaired you are. I'm excited yeah. to uh, lose my team member so early in this adventure. You walk across the beautifully manicured lawn. You smell as well. Delicious smelling food is coming from inside, coming out and filling your nostrils. And all of a sudden, you're so desperately hungry. You're so ravenous. The idea of biting into something like a big, delicious leg of lamb or eating some mashed potatoes or something warming, something cozy, it's almost overwhelming you. You step up the steps. You you pass in the center of, uh, just before the entrance to this chateau, there's like a large fountain. And the fountain is beautiful. You can see it's like a water feature. Water is pouring out and into like a central basin from a kind of raised dish. And in the center of that dish, there is an acorn. And in the center of the acorn, there's a little dog. It's the kind of this beautiful water feature at the front. You pass that. You start walking up the steps. You reach your hand, about to grab the handle. And then you feel a hand on your shoulder. You turn around and the Cossack is standing there once again. He says... And all of a sudden, you're standing in the middle of a wheat field, and it's dark, and it's cold, and you have no idea where you are. You feel no longer that desire to go inside. You now feel just normal. Scared, I guess. Little child, I say. Where are you? (laughs) Nothing but the sound of the wheat moving in the breeze and the occasional, like, sound of a, 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 a bird in the distance. I want to search through the wheat to look for anything. You feel like you search the wheat pretty thoroughly, but Mm. it seems, other than your trampings through it, largely undisturbed. Eventually, you find your way back to the area where you followed the sparrow child in to begin with. I want to make a note of where I am. Like, I know it's dark, so I want to try and find some landmarks so I could get my way back here if I need to. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll say that, like, maybe on the other side of the road, where there's sort of, like, more houses, there's, like, a large brick wall. That's, like, the one of the walls of a, of a nearby house. Mm. And you can pretty much distinguish from that brick wall, opposite that is where the child lured you into the Do wall. I understand what happened? Do I know, was I, can I, I know this is, like, such a strange thing to try and deduce from what little information mm. I have, but do I know if I was taken to another place in time or to uh, another, like, realm or something? Wherever you were, you know you felt like you were in an altered state of consciousness. So wherever you were, you're not sure specifically, it could be somewhere real, it could be another plane of existence, it could be... But wherever you were was not, like, not a normal place. It could easily have been something supernatural you know what i mean yeah i I just yeah i was wondering if if i'm like oh maybe i was taken back in time or maybe i was taken to corn realm you you think that like you (laughs) corn realm yeah you couldn't discount those those options yeah you you don't know specifically where this doesn't like align with anything specifically but 
you don't you don't think you could discount well, it. Well, yeah. Uh, then I make if I didn't find anything after having like a, I would have spent maybe like a good hour, I'd say, in the field. Yeah. If I couldn't find anything searching for an hour, I'll probably just mark where I am and then head back. After a good hour of searching, you find nothing. No disturbances. Nothing untoward. No, no evidence of anybody being here other than you. Okay. And you return back to the Chartreuse, where probably at this point, at around 9pm, most people are filtering out to head home. Even Tibalt probably is left at this point. There's just a couple of stragglers left inside. I've put the, the bag back in uh, the boot of my car, and I walk into where I assume Icarus is still here. I'm sitting in the bar talking to Maury. She's, like, maybe cleaning up from for the night. I step in, maybe a little covered in wheat. <laughs> the prodigal son has been in the field. Been tramping around in the wheat fields, have you? Says Amori. You think she's gained some confidence after chatting to Icarus. <laughs> I feel like a lot of your conversation, Icarus, was maybe making fun oh, of Mikhail. 100%. <laughs> so, just so just imagine that the, 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 if you were listening before you walked up, you said, oh, and the smell of his breath. It is <laughs> truly legendary. <laughs> You have been having a, a dance in the wheat, she says. Oh, that is good. Just hang on. Before anyone answers anything, I just have to close my eyes. <laughs> oh, that is that is simply delightful. <laughs> that is beautiful. I have just visualized all seven foot eleven of you <laughs> dancing in the wheat like a schoolgirl. And I just have to say, that might get me through some of my darkest days. Thank you very much, Mikhail. I want to pick up a chair, and I want to che- tear that chair in half. <laughs> Amori, who maybe was giving like a delightful giggle at that point, is like, <laughs> and just slowly backs out of the tavern. If you need me, I would be out the back. I pull she... my gun out. <laughs> I pull mine out. I was quicker. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Where? I say. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of other chairs here. Just sit down. I sit down. All right. You and I. We have differences of opinion, differences of politics, different bosses, all right? But there is one rule that you just have to adhere to. There was no need to be that rude to that young girl. I went for a very interesting walk indeed, through a wheat field. I tell you what, this walk better have transcended the material realm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very clever, Tom. (laughs) Well, it is funny you should say that. I keep my. I haven't put my gun away. <laughs> yeah, you, I figured your guns are both out. Are you going to repair the chair? No. I why not? Was in the shut up. I was in the dark room. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just why not? Because I do not care. You don't care about this woman's work and livelihood. I the thing that in, all you Russians are always talking about. I was in work. This. I was <laughs> in the dark room. I heard a knock at the door. I thought you just said you're in a wheat field. And it outside there was a child in a a, a a bird mask. A crow or a raven. They led me from here all the way out to nearly the city limits. And there I saw them enter a wheat field. I followed in afterwards and found myself not in the wheat field, but in some sort of manor with a mansion attached. There were many children in similar masks uh, running about playing and they felt a compulsion, a un- unstoppable compulsion to enter the building. 
had it not been for the timely arrival of my old friend, Death, I would probably still be there. Huh. Is Amari anywhere to be seen? No, she's she's made herself scarce. I put my gun away. I walk over to the bar. I take a bottle of American whiskey. Nice. <laughs> and I pour two shots of American whiskey. I put the whiskey back. I come back over. I hand one shot to Mikhail. I drink it immediately. I hand him my shot. I drink it immediately. <laughs> I go back. I pour another two shots. And this time I sit back down with one. And give you the other. I believe you. You have lied to me before, and you will lie to me again, but I believe you. How did it feel? First things first, cowboy. When it comes to saving these children, I will never lie to you, and I will never compromise this mission. Me neither. Second thing. It felt, at the time, exhilarating. It was the... It was like a, uh, uh, like being drunk or something. I was so happy to be there. In retrospect, terrifying. The kids, are they all the same size? They look like different ages? Were they all about the same age? No, there were lots of different ages, but you would say probably no kid older than, like, 13, and no kid younger than, like, 4 or 3. Varying ages, but none of them were toddlers or infants, and none of them were teenagers proper. Huh. I believe that you are not a betting man, but I am, and I would bet your gun that I think that's where those kids are. What did the what did the house look like? Was it a was it an old style mansion? I, I learned that the manor that the drunk guy was talking about before was actually just a recreation of a house from the period. It, it itself is not haunted. It is a tourist trap built after the Second World War, but. We could go there and investigate, and that might help us understand the kind of house that you saw. If it's the same style of house, we can at least look know what era we're working with. Duh. The house, specifically Mikhail, I probably should have described this when you were there, but it's a three-story house, so two... And again, like a, it's like a mansion. It's a chateau. So there's two stories, and then like a third story, but you know like when the third story is smaller? Yep. On top of the, the mansion? like That kind of thing? Like it's it's less fewer rooms it might really just be more like an attic kind of situation and then attached to it on one side is like a large uh, sort of tower effectively as part of the mansion like a almost like a spire like a medieval spire and then with uh, that fountain out the front and the beautiful manicured lawns all around it copses of trees that kind of thing it would behoove us to see this tomorrow yes to check all right well I think we'll investigate. Copper mines might be a decent look, too. I've got a map drawn by one of the locals. Managed to make a few friends here tonight, so if we need to call in favors, we've got them. I might uh, I call my friend in the States and see if he has any information about mysterious houses, white streaks, and kids in masks. Uh, are you okay? I stand up. I will be fine. Uh, I take out my pack of cigarettes and pop one out for him. American-made. I reach into my uh, bum bag and pull out a cigar. Cuban. <laughs> oh, nasty gummies. I give him a wink. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of you spend the rest of the night, I assume, smoking, 
and ruminating on the day's events. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.